It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. We ain't going to stand here. I don't want to die. Even the podcast is afraid. Hey everyone, it's Jared. Myself, Nick, and Sam are off for the next two weeks. We are taking a break while I'm away on other business projects. However, during this time, we didn't leave you hanging. Instead, we have picked two exclusive episodes from our Elbow Deep Club on Patreon and decided to release these two episodes to everyone while we are away. These after-show episodes will be available on Monday, March 28th and Monday, April the 4th, right here in the Even the Podcast is Afraid main podcast feed, which if you are hearing this right now, then you're already listening to one of them. But don't worry, we'll officially be back on Monday, April the 11th with a brand new episode of Side Crime. This also means, since we are not releasing new episodes this week on the audio side, we will not be releasing any new episodes of the TV show on the Crime and Conspiracy Network for the next two weeks as well. The new TV episode will be available on April the 11th along with the audio version of the show. But before I let you get to this exclusive episode of the After Show, I just wanted to take the time to say thank you to everyone that continues to support us in everything we do. We really greatly appreciate all of our listeners and viewers as we couldn't continue to do any of this without all of you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy these Patreon-exclusive episodes of After the Podcast is Afraid. And we look forward to being back on April the 11th with some side crime stories. Welcome to After the Podcast is Afraid. We just got done recording an episode on the Tazavo Lions. We did. That was really cool. That was very interesting. The dark story of the Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the real life scar. Yeah, the real life scar. Yeah, <laughs> and his, uh, his idiot companion. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting story. Uh, it, something different. We haven't really done anything like that. No, no. And I've never heard of serial killer lions. Like, that is a first, for sure. We've never really done an animal story, I don't think. I mean, no. we're fixing to do two back-to-back, and now we're talking about doing the, uh, the Jersey shark that inspired Jaws. Yeah, so, which I think yeah. that will be really cool. Because I know a lot about that yeah. case, and, and it's like, it's really, really crazy. But on this episode of the After Show, we're not going to continue to talk about animals and lions. Mm-mm. We're actually going to be talking about the Atlanta Bloodhouse and its mysterious mess. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure this mess was not created by uh, lions, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. But <laughs> it is a very interesting story. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's do this. 
The house, located at 1114 Fountain Drive in Atlanta, Georgia, is small and cozy. Built in 1945, it's made of brick and has three bedrooms. Current records state that there are seven rooms total, but in 1987, there were six. And in one evening in September of that year, nearly all of those rooms plus the halls and the basement suddenly, inexplicably, became covered in blood. What? Human blood. How? So much of it that the house, for a time at least, was known by an exceedingly evocative moniker, the Blood House at Fountain Drive. What? I went really southern. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is Atlanta. <laughs> it is, or as Nick calls it, Atlantis. Atlantis, yes. Atlantis, <laughs> also known as Atlanta. <laughs> but yeah, the house was covered in blood. But what the fuck? Like, it was it just like seeped out of nowhere? Like It was its time of the month, <laughs> damn it. I guess so. Yeah, it was on the rack. <laughs> Here's the weirdest part. There was no identifiable source for the blood. It wasn't the result of a gory crime or a terrible accident or anything of the sort. And to this day, the cause of the bloodhouse at Fountain Drive's messy problem has never been fully explained. What? Yeah. That is so creepy. But, like, how? I, I want to know how. Like, that's just crazy. I didn't told you. It's this time of the month. <laughs> yeah. And they don't make tampons big enough for this house. No, I guess not. <laughs> but we are fixing to go through the story of the night the walls bled. Hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> as ready as I'll ever be. In the fall of 1987, Fountain Drive was occupied by William and Minnie Clyde Winston. Minnie! Oh. Who had lived there for more than two decades. Neither of them was, as the saying goes, a spring chicken. William was 79 years old and Minnie 77. They had raised three children, all adults by the time of the incident. William, or Willie as he was more commonly known, was in poor health. With many providing much of his caregiving, his kidneys were bad, and he underwent dialysis regularly. Damn. Sounds like a tough life. That's a tough life with a name like Willie and, and Minnie. I know. My name's Willie. My name's Minnie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it sounds like something straight out of Disney. <laughs> the rejected Disney character. <laughs> Except there is a Minnie. Except this one's spelt different. It is. On the evening of September 8th, a Tuesday, Minnie had stepped into the bath for a long soak, much in need of some time to relax and unwind. But when she emerged from the tub at around 11.30pm, she felt something wet underfoot. <laughs> Not water. <laughs> it was slicker than that. And stickier. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when she looked down, she had stepped her foot in a bucket of cum. <laughs> <laughs> now, when she looked down, she saw it was red and seemingly spraying through the bathroom's tiled floor like a sprinkler, as she later described it to the press. What? I what? told you what was wrong with this house. I mean, <laughs> you, you think they would have disclosed this? I know. You got to watch out. Every, on the 16th of every month, <laughs> the house gets on the rack. Just make sure you cover the walls with blankets and towels. <laughs> And get it lots and lots of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> lots of chocolate. <laughs> but 
But that wasn't all. Upon further investigation, Minnie and Willie found that the red substance wasn't limited to the bathroom. It was, it seemed, everywhere in the hallways, in the kitchen, in the living room, in one of the bedrooms, in the basement, and in the house's crawl space. It was on the floors and on the walls. Oh. So they were, they were literally. Shit all over the walls. <laughs> like, were they literally just walking in blood? Like, everywhere just seems like there was blood. Like, what the fuck? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked horrifyingly <laughs> like blood. Blood for which there was no source. No crime had been committed in the house and no body or remains were present within it. The house itself appeared to be bleeding. Hmm. Wonderful. And Nick would love this right now. <laughs> the couple called 911, <laughs> who dispatched both police and EMTs to the house. <laughs> Which literally, it's like, what the fuck are the EMTs and what? And what, the, what are the EMTs going to do? What are they going to do? Patch the house? <laughs> like, what the fuck could they do? Like, oh, hey, my house is bleeding. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but the EMTs could find nothing to treat. Neither of the Winstons were injured. So the substance, assuming it was what it looked like, couldn't have come from either of them, said Willie, according to a September 10th report from the Associated Press. I'm not bleeding. My wife's not bleeding. Nobody else here was here. Thank you, Willie, for <laughs> for that wonderful explanation. Thank you, Willie, for clearing that up. <laughs> now back to the six o'clock. <laughs> I can't <laughs> take Willie seriously Willie about a house bleeding. <laughs> that was the other odd thing: the fact that nobody else was present. Not only was there no clear source for the substance in the house, there was no explanation for how it had gone there. The Winstons said they had locked their doors and set their security alarm at 9.30 p.m. that night, at which time the house was clean. Between then and when Minnie made the discovery two hours later, the alarm hadn't been tripped, nor was there any evidence that an intruder had gained entry. Wherever the mess had come from, it was unlikely it had been put there by someone else. Uh, that's weird. I, there's only one explanation. I didn't send this. <laughs> the house... Is on the rack. Yeah, no, honestly, this is Simple literally the best explanation so far because they this obviously don't know what the Tampax fuck's going on. Pearl's, <laughs> this is Tampax Pearl's dream <laughs> advertisement. Right here. If they could figure out how to plug this problem. <laughs> but like, uh, but realistically, it's like, do, did they really know if it was blood or not? Because in the article, go. it was here. saying that they didn't know if it was blood. They were assuming. Samples of the substance were taken and sent off to the state crime lab. The results came back quickly. It was blood. And it was human in origin. Okay. So... The, okay, this is what happened. The house of the <laughs> If you've ever seen Monster House, okay... This is <laughs> this is exactly what happened. So the, that's a great kid. No, movie. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, Cooper does too. <laughs> but so so what? What only I can assume is that this person died in the house and somehow became part of the house and is now the house itself. And like Orta said, it was it's time of the month. It was probably a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on the, the the rag right now, so that would explain yeah. all of the blood. Before you ask, no, it wasn't a result of Willie Winston's dialysis equipment malfunctioning. Indeed, the lab tests also confirmed Willie's insistence that the blood was neither his nor his wife's. The results identified the blood type of the stuff found on the walls and floors as type O. 
but both Winston's had type A blood. Reports don't specify whether any of the samples were positive or negative, but the difference in letter type along, alone is, in, is conclusive. The blood in the house not only wasn't the Winston's, it could not possibly have been the Winston's. That is so weird. The police were baffled, not just because of the blood itself, which was weird enough, but because they couldn't even figure out whether there was a crime for them to be investigating in the first place. It's an extremely strange situation, said Detective Steve Cartwright, who was an investigator on the case. No shit, Steve. <laughs> Cartwright was among the team sent to the residence on the night of the strange event. I've been on the force 10 years, and I've never seen anything like this. This is the biggest case of the rag I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect that you would have seen something like this in your your ten years of service. Like, no, it's a it's a bleeding puzzle. Yeah, pretty much. It is a bloody situation for sure. But as a spokesperson for the police also told the Associated Press, it's not going to be a you know the house that bleeds kind of case. Houses, after all, don't bleed. Well, I mean, apparently they do. <laughs> well, in this case, they do. Yeah. So I, I'm just like, I am so curious as to how something like this would happen. Like, I, mm, I don't yeah, know. like, I mean, uh, did they ever look behind the walls and stuff? Like, do you think there might be like, I don't know, bodies or I don't know. I don't know. That is like, crazy. Either way, there did not appear to be consensus among those working on the investigation. State Crime Lab Director Larry Howard told the Associated Press, It could be a homicide, it could be a hoax. However, a spokesperson, a different one than the one who had made the House That Bleeds comment, also said that officers were not assuming it was a hoax per the AP September 10 report. If that were the case, she said, I'm sure they would still be investigating it. Yeah. So they didn't believe it to be any bodies. Right. Because if that's your case, I mean, you're going in, but if that's that's the other thing, too. You would if smell. there's blood everywhere. Yeah. Well, if they're saying there's blood on the walls, blood on the floors. It's everywhere. Right. So if it's everywhere, and I'm assuming it's all over the house, that's a lot of blood. Yeah. No, that's... I, that's <laughs> That's not crazy. one body. That's 30 bodies. Yeah, it must be like the fucking, like, Jeepers Creepers. You know what he has, like, the fucking, the, the, what is it, um... Like the, oh, the cave, body yeah, the body wall. That's like what I'm assuming. Like that would be fucking scary. And yet, on September 12th, the New York Times quoted Police Lieutenant Horace Walker as saying this. We have no leads at this time. We would continue a routine investigation, and if we find that no crime was committed, we're through with it. As we see it now, there has been no crime, continued Walker. Someone could have done this as a hoax. It concerns me that we don't have any answers. How would you go about it to try and like I, I don't know you know what I mean it'd be kind of hard um it is hard because it tested it, it tested as type of blood right, and human blood exactly. so you know this is not some stirrup right exactly or some something of that nature is a hoax and then on so top of how that much like blood if, would you have to yeah like if the walkers like or I'm sorry not walkers um what were they called the uh, Winstons the Winstons if they did kill somebody, like, the police would have found out. And if that was, like, their victim's blood or whatever and stuff, like, they would have found out. But... And it wouldn't be all over the walls right. and the floors of every inch of the exactly. house. Exactly. Like, that's super strange. So, yeah. 
In that same New York Times report, Larry Howard again stated that he believed the incident unlikely to be indicative of a murder. Blood specialists on the scene said Howard are not impressed that it is a homicide, and nor was he himself. Right. Uh, Let's see. A media circus followed in the days after the initial incident, one which upset the Winstons greatly. The Winstons are quoted frequently in news coverage from this time, expressing their frustration with the constant phone calls and looky-loo stalking their home. I still don't know where the blood came from, and I'm tired of all these people asking me all these questions. If anybody comes here today, I'm not going to open my door, Minnie Winston told reporters on September 10th. The phone rang all night. People asking me questions. She continued, I'm fed up with all of this. Yeah, I can understand their frustration. That would be very annoying. The the thing that keeps popping up to me in my mind is Amityville. And if you remember in the Amityville case, they said that green goo came from the walls. Right, which was right? not, yeah. And if you remember in the, the Hollywood version, mm-hmm. it was blood from the walls. Right, right. Um... I, I personally, I, I would assume with the with the age of these individuals that they're not bullshitting, right? Um, and then on top but of that, at the that, same time, do you really know? Well, on top of that, because you, if they're frustrated with all the um, with, with all the phone calls and the the uh, people coming by their house and stuff, because it's like if they were trying to run with this story, like don't you think that they would have been? They like, would be talking yeah, to everybody. Yeah, they'd be like, oh yeah come in and they try and like profit off of it but it seems like they're just very frustrated and they're like yeah we don't want these phone calls because we have no answers and if it was a murder we would have never called yeah exactly a long read on the case by danny cherry jr based on interviews official records and rare documents published at truly adventurous paints a more immediate scene the winston shouting from within their besieged home there's no blood in this house now get away from here and i don't want nothing more to do with it just leave us alone yeah, so this basically like solidifies um, what I said before that they didn't want anybody at their home. If they were trying to like get famous and stuff from this, they would invite everybody in, and they'd be like, "Yeah, come and look at everything and stuff." And they'd try to make a profit off of it, but it doesn't seem like they're trying to do that. Come see if you can plug the problem. Right. At least one self-described parapsychologist, William George Roll Jr., descended upon the couple unannounced with a reporter in tow. The pair was turned away. Reporter UPI on September 10th. Roll, who wrote a 1972 book called Poltergeist that is not connected to the movie by the same name, said he will keep trying for permission to enter the three-bedroom house occupied by the elderly couple for the past 22 years. Holy shit. He's been harassing these people for 22 years. Yo, that's... Right, so here's a pro tip. Don't be that guy. No, what an asshole. Oh my gosh. Over a month and a half later, police were still no closer to figuring out what happened. In the October 24, 1987 edition of the Afro-American Atlanta Homicide Detective, Sergeant H.L. Bolton is quoted as saying, We have not stopped looking because we know houses don't bleed but we haven't determined that a crime was committed, and this is our primary concern. And so, they just gave up. When no evidence a crime had actually been committed, there was no reason for the police to continue investigating. The case is still marked unsolved. Yeah, which makes a whole lot of sense, because, I mean, (laughs) it's like if there's no crime, there's nothing to, like, arrest somebody for. There's no need for them to be there. 
even though it's like such a strange case, it's there's literally nothing that they can do. And now we're going to get to the theories. Ooh. Uh, obviously, I think it is a hoax, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. houses don't bleed. Right, right, right. Uh, with no body, it seems evident that the blood wasn't the result of a homicide. So where did it come from? Two primary theories exist, although neither has been satisfactorily proven. Uh, many think it was a hoax. Indeed, that seems to be where at least one member of the police who worked on the case seems to have landed. In 1994, the Georgia Skeptics Newsletter for the winter season featured an examination of the case by a team made up of Rebecca Long, Larry Johnson, Rick Moen, and noted skeptic Joe Nickel. We've heard of Joe Nickel before, haven't we? We have, actually. Joe Nickel was in our Enfield Poltergeist case. Uh, For their investigation, they spoke directly with Horace Walker, who told the group that family problems apparently existed, which gave either the Winstons or their children a possible motive for perpetrating such a hoax. Theories floated in the newsletter included Willie Winston having conceivably had access to human blood due to being a dialysis patient and hoaxing the bleeding house Mm. in order to get more attention from their children. Additionally, Walker told the group that one of Winston's children worked in a hospital and also had access to human blood and therefore could have hoaxed the blood in order to have their parents legally declared incompetent for financial reasons. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, that does make sense because if he is a dialysis patient Mm -hmm. and he is having access to blood, what is the typical blood? Because they had type A blood. What is the typical blood they're going to give them? Type O, O. because that's like the universal. So it would mean the O negative. O negative is universal. Oh, yeah, yeah, O negative. But they didn't say whether it was positive or negative, but we could assume it's O negative. Right, right. For what it's worth, I'm unclear how being a dialysis patient would give you access to someone else's blood. Remember, the blood in the house was type O, while both Winstons were type A. Also, the proposed motive for both theories are superstition only, so take them with a very large grain of salt. Uh, the person who, who wrote this, obviously, I don't, I don't guess they know that, mm-hmm. but type O you uh, can give to anybody. Right. Long as it's type O negative, mm-hmm. if it's O negative, any it doesn't matter what type you give them uh, to anybody can take it. The only other person that can't take, you know, who can't take O negative, isn't it um um like A B like A B right like type A B? No, A B can take it. Can take it too. I think they say that O negative can't take O negative. Okay, well, yeah, that, I mean that makes <laughs> sense. Then again, though, the other theory is also based primarily on supposition, the idea that the inexplicable blood might be supernatural paranormal nature. That one self-proclaimed parapsychologist who hounded the Winston certainly seemed to think it was. So to have others who have examined the case over the years, despite there not having been any previous indication of supernatural paranormal events occurring in the house, as Kurt Rowland, who lived in Atlanta at the time of the event, spoke to Minnie Winston about it roughly six months afterwards, put it in his book, Labyrinth 13. After all things are considered, a paranormal event seems to be as likely an explanation as any other that has been proposed to date. Well, here's the thing. The reason why, um, I mean, it could be a hoax. For sure, it could be. Could be. It could be. But, like, going back to um another uh, paranormal ep- paranormal episode or series thing that we did about the people in the floor, remember? And then yep. the people like the faces and stuff that came out in the walls, and that still hasn't been um, solved. 
No, and all of the stuff they thought was a hoax for that has been debunked, and they still don't know why the face right and that's where that tiny bit of like (laughs) oh it might not be a hoax i'm like thinking because it's like if that story still hasn't been solved then i don't know it's just it's very weird very odd later both winston's responded quite differently when asked about the incident it was rust and mud they said on one occasion it was red dye that had leached out from a rug they said on another Mm. it was contaminated water from leaky pipes they said yet later that's the line they maintained because as as Rowlett put it miss winston emphasized quite strongly to me that if the substance had actually been blood that she would not be willing to stay in the house anymore it had been their home for 22 years they would not be forced out of it, even if the test said conclusively that it was real, actual blood. Right. So they they were just kind of like in denial, trying to like tell themselves. I think they were in denial. Yeah. yeah. Just telling yeah, they themselves were so that they wouldn't have to leave the house. Right. And I think, too, because they, they tested it, went to the state crime lab. If it wasn't really blood, it wouldn't come back as blood. Right. So, I mean, it... it is it possible that what they're saying, it could have been mud, it could have been that? Yeah, it could mm-hmm. have been. But if the test is coming back that it is blood, that's then just like I would just assume odd. that it's blood. Uh, Willie Winston died just two years after the night the walls of their home bled red. Many, however, lived until the astonishing old age of 104. Damn. She passed away in 2015. No further incidents of this sort have been reported at 1114 Fountain Drive. Oh. So it never happened again, which makes me... Okay. Because my thing with paranormal, and we said this, uh, I've said this many times, I said it when we were at Rhodes College, if it's truly paranormal, Hmm. it happens more than once, and it will happen on other occasions with other people. Right. Right. I don't believe that a house is only haunted by, for one family. It's, and I do know that they say that there are some demons and stuff that haunt individual families or individual people, mm-hmm. right? And that's what they tried to say with the Amityville, was that this was a spirit that was haunting the family, not the house. Right. So that then when they moved, you know there's a whole nother story about when they moved, more stuff happened where they moved to. Really? Yeah. Supposedly. But we Is yeah. it true? Probably not. Right, right. I, I think it was it was a hoax. Okay. They made a shit ton of money off of it and it, right. it was a hoax. See, no, I was under the impression that that um that the house was still bleeding like to this day so that's no okay so after no. they died then it stopped that's okay it. see that's a little weird now and i think it only bled that one time oh it never did it again okay see i thought that it it was like like every so often it would like bleed you know what I mean? Like, that would be... That, that's yeah. why I was like, that's really weird if it, like, every so but often... But here's another thing, too. If a body, let's say that they had lived in the house for 22 years, and let's say there was a dead body somewhere within the crawl space mm-hmm. or something, or, or somewhere within the walls on the second floor, or under the floor, or whatever. Right. Who's to say that that body's going to bleed right then? That body's been in there for probably who knows how long. Right, yeah, that is true. Is there any fluids left in the body? Right. Right? 
I, do I think the police investigated to see if there was a body? They probably didn't pull out walls. No, and shit. no, but I'm sure they did like a thorough search because they were probably like, "What the fuck? Like, what's up with this case? Like, it's very weird." Well, it's thoroughly recorded, and it's you know, I think it could it possibly have been real blood? Yes, because they did the state line crab. Right, state line crab, state <laughs> line. Good lord, state crime lab. <laughs> Almost said state line crab. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Which sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds great right now. <laughs> but I, I don't think. I, my final conclusion on this is it is a hoax. Right. But I don't think it was a hoax by Minnie and Willie. I would probably go further to say it was a hoax done by their children. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and say that it's probably a hoax. Because if it stopped after they had passed away and there's no other incidents and stuff, more than right. likely it's going to be a hoax. Because I was, at first, I was under the impression that this house was still bleeding. And so I was like, okay, that's really odd. But, yeah, so. Now, they didn't own the house. Just so you know, they rented the house as well. Oh, I thought they owned it. Okay. No, they rented it. Okay. They rented it. So hmm. here's the other thing. If the police didn't search behind the walls and they didn't search in it, who's to say? Right. Because if they're but renting, says, I mean, that's, yeah. But I mean. But here's the other thing. They'd been there 22 years already when this happened. Right, exactly. It's like you would have noticed the smell, like weird leakage stuff, like, you, you know, like body fluids and shit. Like, yeah, they, yep. they would have known if there were bodies in there. Now, there's another explanation. They could have been vampires. <laughs> of course. And they were hiding blood in the crawl spaces. No, this is... Which is why he was faking his dialysis. Yes, this is the best theory so far. <laughs> <laughs> this one is 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> we know vampires aren't real, but still. It, it's still... They're it, not? It, there, there's another one. Now, for all you paranormal people out there, there you go. Yep. Vampires, run with it. Yep. <laughs> That's another series that we got to do at some point. Oh, absolutely. No, we got to talk about vampires. like, yeah, about Dracula and, you know, v Vlad the Impaler. I mean, which we, we, well, if we do Vlad the Impaler, we're going to have to do a whole series on just Vlad himself. I know, which that would be pretty cool. But yeah, that's, that's the story of the Atlanta Blunt House. I'm still unsolved to this day. Nobody knows mm -hmm. why the house bled. Um, we don't know. Yeah. Who knows? It's very, I mean, a very interesting story, honestly. Yeah, I agree. And, and I feel I like Mi week... Minnie and, and uh, Willie, I feel like they didn't really, you know, like they didn't really know what was going on. You know what I mean? Like, I, nah, I, don't, I don't think, think so. yeah, like, I, I don't think that they were like the masterminds behind it, like you said. No, no, I don't think so. Um, but next week, obviously, patrons, uh, you're going to get another episode of the after show, but this coming up Friday, you are going to get a early uh, release and ad free episode of our newest episode. That's going to come out next Monday on the CIA animal experiments. Um, some of the weird shit they did. This was actually mm -hmm. uh, a series done by uh, Stephanie as well. And it was part of the MK Ultra series, but it was so different from MK Ultra that it could easily have been its own episode or series. So we we'll, we will start that 
next Monday for everyone else, but patrons for you, you will get it ad free and early on Friday. Mm -hmm. Next Wednesday. Um, I do already know what we're going to do next Wednesday. We're going to do the missing girl in the Odessa catacombs. Oh, uh, that should be an interesting one as well. And then obviously once Nick comes back, we will start back with our weirdest deaths in history series yep. that we've been doing. But while he's away, we don't want to continue that series. So mm -hmm. we're just going to do some weird off the wall, little one off uh, little stories for you uh, until he gets back. Yep. Well, I really liked this uh, story. It was like really interesting. And I hope you guys found it pretty interesting. And if you want us to do more stuff like that, like off the wall, like if you find like paranormal stories and stuff, you can just send it over to us and we'll we'll take a look at it for sure. Yeah, you can send us a link on uh, social media, mm -hmm. on Twitter, yep. preferably. If you could send us a link there and we can take it and kind of catalog it. Or if you just want to send it by email, you can send it to studios at gmail.com mm -hmm. and that will come uh, directly to us. Yep. But uh, patrons, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We hope you enjoyed this episode like Sam said. And until next week, remember to stay extra elbow deep. Super duper elbow deep. Super duper deep. Not too deep that makes the house <laughs> Just deep enough to... <laughs> this podcast has been made possible by listeners like you. This show is part of the Ordus Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.